This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Tuesday, April 6th, and we are recording, I think this has probably got to be the earliest that we've recorded this show in months. It's the All-Star break, I think. Since All-Star Maybe. break, and then back probably even to the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and that's because I didn't even realize this. Uh, I guess the NBA, and this had to be intentional, I'm assuming, they had... Basically, there was seven games on Monday night. Six of them started at 7 p.m. Eastern and one started at 8. That's still going on. It's in the fourth quarter right now, but because the national championship game is going on as we record this. Uh, And as I mentioned yesterday, this was the third college basketball game I've watched this year. And as I'm watching it, I can understand why. Gonzaga is getting absolutely ham-fisted in the national championship right now. Anything's possible, I guess, but it's just not fun. It's just not fun. And again, it's another night where, of course, you're going to watch the national championship. Of course, you're going to watch the national championship. It's the national championship. But there actually was some pretty fun basketball tonight. Even in a shitty looking slate, there was some fun basketball, you know? Yeah. I watched uh, Nick's Nets over the national championship and I enjoyed it. So, well, Nick's Nets ended like kind of right as the national championship was starting. Oh, really? but, not even. I didn't even know. I yeah. it started at eight. No, no, no the national exactly. No, <laughs> national cha- the, the national championship started nine twenty, oh, or okay. maybe nine thirty. I don't know when it actually tipped off. Um, but yeah, the only game you would really miss tonight over if you it would be if you were watching Phoenix Houston, which is actually tied in the fourth quarter as we're recording this. Um, so we'll go through the six games that are done. We'll see where Phoenix Houston's at when we get to the end. Uh. There are some, there's some interesting, not, I guess it's not necessarily news, but a report that came out today that I think obviously you're very interested in because we've talked about it a lot in here. And I'm going to give you the option here. Okay. Do we, do you want to start the show today talking about games or do you want to start the show today talking about Paul Pierce? Let's start with Paul Pierce. (laughs) Okay. Because. Okay. This is this is getting wacky. Let's well, I mean it, there's no getting. It's over. I mean it's done, right? Like so Paul Pierce a couple nights ago was trending on Twitter uh 
because he went live or I guess trending on all social media because he went live on his Instagram, clearly just blasted out of his mind, just hammered. And with just like, I guess him and his boys in some room with a bunch of strippers, like dancing in the back game. I think it was like, like a- yeah. Well, one of the friend, one of the friends, like I didn't watch it. I saw like li- clips uh, like that people put on Twitter. Like one guy was like throwing poker chips at the, at, it's just, I mean, look, debauchery, I guess like, here's the thing, I guess this is kind of, I mean, social media is kind of for these kind of like going live on your Instagram. I feel like in a lot of instances, this probably wouldn't be the biggest, a big deal. Uh, Paul Pierce was let go by ESPN today. So obviously it was a big deal. And there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I, oh uh, guy, the guy can't just like, I can't have strippers and in, in his own, like in the, comfort of his own home or whatever like him and his friends can't have strippers that's not against the law or whatever and they're right but when you work for espn your social media accounts are not your own social media accounts anymore they're espn's like you're an extension of that brand that's owned by mickey mouse like you just can't do it it's like i think everyone's first instinct when they saw it was oh, paul pierce is getting fired <laughs> well did you see his response to it he, he was, was just, just like, like super hammered and laughing. Yeah. Oh, so, and then he also tweeted like an hour ago. He's like big things coming in the future. Right. So one There's of my speculation that he's going to go back to Boston. My buddy speculated he was trying to get out of the deal or something. Maybe. Which is interesting because it's hard to imagine being that dumb where you would do that and not think there was any repercussions. But the other thing is like this is like uh, like one of the baddest dudes from Oakland, you know, and maybe he just got sick of ESPN. I don't know. Or it's just like ESPN is so not what he is as a person. I mean, I'm sure it's a great payday, but it's not like he needs this money. Um, yeah, but don't you get the feeling like watching Paul Pierce that he's so desperate to stay relevant? Like when you hear him talk about stuff, like yeah, I guess everything yeah. seems like he wants to be, he always tries to make himself out to be one of the best ever. Like whenever there's a conversation about the best or what he either puts someone down, who's clearly better than him, or he overrates him. Like he's always trying to stay relevant. It seems like, so I don't know, but maybe, maybe he was trying to get out. Maybe some, maybe there's more to it and we'll find out about it. But uh, you know what? Under normal circumstances, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want someone to lose their job, but good riddance. He stinks. He's like one oh, of the as, worst, an, as an analyst. Yeah, yeah, one of the worst broadcast, one of the worst analysts in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of people that I follow on Twitter that are just like the him not watching games and being on TV talking about games was way more egregious than him having a live video of him with strippers. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, he that's a great he point. said a lot more fireable of things on ESPN's mm-hmm. air because of how ignorant he'd been about basketball. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Over, I'm just of the opinion, like he has the right to party with strippers and post on Instagram and ESPN has the right to not, not want to employ him after that, you know, like, well, I think, I think there's I, like a I, mor- morals clause when you work at a big company. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying he didn't do anything wrong, but ESPN yeah. doesn't not doing anything wrong to be like, all right, see ya. So. Yeah. No, I, I, it's a good point. I didn't even really think about it there's probably better way like uh, there's probably better ways to get fired i guess if you're intensely trying to get fired but i I don't know maybe his new whatever thing he has where he's saying stay tuned is like going to be super edgy and this is he's 
reminding everyone how much of a badass he is or something. Well, I saw someone tweet, someone like a Boston fan, I think it was. Oh, no, the Boston, the actually the Blue Wire Boston podcast was like, is Paul coming home or something like that with a question mark? And Abby Chin, who is one of the Boston reporters. Yeah, I think she's NBC. Tweeted like the side eyes. Hmm. Like the. Yeah. And they can't that's say good that for the doing, podcast they can't yeah. say that i'm doing it but i'm doing the side that's eyes pretty, emoji. pretty good yeah um but so i guess now people are speculating maybe he's going to go back and be on the celtics broadcast next year and you know what good i mean celtics broadcasts always suck although i will say brian scalabrini is not bad he's not that he's not bad yeah he's fine he's i will i'm sure this uh celtics broadcast is stoked to have this come out that you know what i mean like the guy they're welcoming welcoming in is his yeah, last you know how it is you know how it of- is with a, like a guy like i mean this guy's a legend yeah so. yeah i mean no, i don't think anybody really cares honestly it's just disney couldn't have that as part of their brand so exactly it, uh, it's oh his he, wife probably cares that's not cool. oh is this the video you're talking about the, the video that he put out like a couple hours ago after he got released yeah. Oh, I didn't see that video. He was hammered in this one too. He looks pretty messed up and it's just like laughing. Yeah. He's, I wonder if he's, a, I mean, I, I guess like, I don't want to speculate and be like, I wonder if he's okay mm-hmm. because he was, I would say he was, he was definitely hammered in the video that he released the other, that, that when he went on live the other night. Yeah. Like you could just see, he was like, it was like a, like there was no, nothing. <laughs> it was a glaze, a yeah. soft glaze going on. So I, I you know, I hope he's hope everything's good with him at least. Yeah, like I, mean, I hope he's not he, like on like some weird spiral and we're all just like laughing yeah. about it. You know, I mean, you have to consider it because he's essentially punting on like I'm sure it's over a million dollar salary, like a yeah. very cushy job. Yeah. So. so like I wish the best for the guy. He was awful as an analyst, and I'm mm. not going to miss him. But right. yeah, hopefully this isn't like a situation where we're just watching a guy spiral out of control in front of our eyes and we're all just celebrating it. Hopefully it's just yeah. like you said, hopefully it's like your buddy said, he just, he's like, fuck them. I don't yeah. want to be at ESPN <laughs> yeah. anymore. And I have bigger things to do or something. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Get, get, well, I guess we'll, we'll see. Stay yeah. tuned. I think there's another chapter. I think so. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's definitely one way or another. We're going to find out more, mm-hmm. uh, but I will be glad to not have him at ES on ESPN halftime and pregame because yeah. that's rough. I would say it's going to take attention away. I will see. It'll be interesting to see who they replace him with because a lot of the attention that ESPN's NBA coverage gets comes from Paul Pierce and Kendrick Perkins, just saying outlandish shit. And right. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of guys that can get to, to fill that role though. So that's true. I'll that's do true. it. I don't know if I have to draw though. You can say it. you, I don't know, but I mean, you could say outlandish shit. Mm-hmm. would not be a problem for you yeah it's fine yeah uh, all right let's talk about these games let's talk about monday night's games basketball games a couple good ones a couple yeah. real good ones yeah brooklyn New and York. a sniper in action oh my <laughs> goodness yeah you're talking about gary trent well i was talking about whoever sniped howell netto uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah well we'll get to that game uh let's start with brooklyn new york uh brooklyn ended up beating new york 114 112 Last second, I guess Jeff Green got fouled at the end of the game. Kyrie had 40 and almost blew it twice. Had a bad turnover at, at on one possession and then nearly turned it over on the last possession of the game for the Nets. Um, 
but he had 40. So again, carrying these guys without Harden. Harden came back in this game and then re-aggravated his hamstring four minutes into the game, which is not not great. That's not good at all. Because we've we hamstrings are tricky. I mean, that's that's really bad news for the Especially next. for a guy who's like like I guess for an NBA player, kind of fat. Yeah, he wouldn't say he's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, but also we've talked about it on here how that's not always the worst thing because he seems to not ever get hurt. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I can remember him missing an extended period. Right. And then re-aggravating it. I don't remember him really. He plays. Like, yeah, he plays a lot. Yeah. Uh, so that's not great for them. Also, Kevin Durant was, I thought, supposed to come back tonight. Yeah. And then Steve Nash is now saying, like, maybe later in the week, but there's no timetable on it, which is also weird. But I don't there understand was, there's, that one. There's video of Kevin Durant shooting around before the game, but just taking stationary shots. It's just so weird for them to be so cautious. Well, we don't know what's going on, but it seems like they're being so cautious with Kevin Durant. And then apparently James Harden comes back too soon and reactivates. You know, like it's just weird. It's a weird scenario. Um, I mean, this could be a, a really big blow if, if uh, James, I almost called him James Hamstring. James Hamstring <laughs> can get right here. I like James Hamstring. I mean, this could, yeah. James Hamstring could James Ham fist the Nets. Yes. And hand deliver the Sixers the number one seed. Not that I would ever, ever root for an injury. Or ham deliver <laughs> them the number one seed. Yeah, good. Uh, they're just so freaking loaded that it doesn't matter at this point. I Maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe that's their thought process is just like, oh, so all so all we're doing tonight is just playing Kyrie Irving, Jeff Green, Joe Harris, and Marcus Aldridge. Oh. And beating a playoff team. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> so It's so rough for us. It's not like the Lakers, whose team, without those two guys, sucks. Like, they're, they're, they're just not a good team without LeBron and AD. This team has is just, just lo- is absolutely loaded. Even This is a borderline, probably, I would say, probably a playoff team, even without KD and Harden. They're probably like the they probably like the eight seed, or at I least in so. the at least in the play-in game, the Lakers without LeBron and AD, probably not in the play-in game. Agreed. Think, yeah. You know, so also different conferences. So I don't know if this team was in the West, might be different, but um, that maybe that's what's going into their thought process. But it's the same story with all these teams. Is there's only twenty games left or so? How how long can you wait? Yeah. It's weird. My favorite thing about this game is. Now it sets up Brooklyn is the one seed and the Knicks fall to the eight seed. So I know, but it doesn't matter. Change. It doesn't, but it, I, just, I, I, I just, I thought about that too. And I just people want are this talk- series. So I, I really want the series. I know. And Knicks fans are talking about it on Twitter. Worldwide. Bob, Rob Brez was tweeting about it. Like, let us be the ones to the, cause he's a huge Knicks guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually never really looked at how the play in is going to work this year. And I was just looking at it. So the seven and the eight play each other and the nine and the 10 play each other. The winner of the seven, eight game is the seven seed. And then the win and then really, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the winner of the seven, eight game is the seven seed. And then the loser of that game plays the winner of the nine, 10 seed. And then the winner of that game is the eight seed. So uh, I do remember reading that. So yeah. the seven, eight, each of those teams only has to win once either way to mm-hmm. make it in. But uh, the winner of the first one gets the higher seed. And then, then if they lose, they have to beat the team that just won their game. 
Okay. So there's a lot of movement that could happen very late. Right. So that's why I was saying, like, even if the Knicks were to finish the season eight, if they win the play-in game, then they wouldn't play the Nets. So it's impossible to know. But yes, I think it would be cool and everybody would love to potentially see it. That being said, this would be a this would be a probably a, a very easy sweep if the Nets are fully healthy. Yeah, I'm especially because this is a bad loss for the Knicks tonight when you're only going up against Kyrie. You know, like this is a game you're like, we we got to win this one for our record's sake. But yeah, and this is get, also this is the second time in what a couple of weeks that they had a close loss to the a shorthanded Nets team. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I, I don't. It sounds fun. I personally think Nick's heat would be more fun in just because of the battle. Like I think it would the be defensive a, just battle, a defensive, yeah. like grind it out. Maybe there'd be a fight or something. Like it would be like nineties heat Knicks again. And mm-hmm. there's more of a, to be honest, like there's more history there. Like Nick's nets is not a rivalry. Right. Like, as much as people want to make it into a rivalry because it's a cross town thing, it's never really going to be a rivalry. There's history with heat nets or heat Knicks. So that would be a fun, I would think that would be more of a fun series. I understand where maybe for like national ratings and stuff, but I think heat Knicks would be a fun version. Mm-hmm. Well, good, I, it's so close that any of these scenarios can play out. So, right. Yep. Um, so yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, all right. You mentioned Tor- Toronto or you mentioned yeah. the snipers. The that took out Howell Neto. So this game, Toronto beats Washington 103-101. Uh, Gary Trent hit a game-winning buzzer beater three with three took it basically the length of the court with three seconds at the end of the game, no timeout, and nailed a three. But your favorite part was that maybe he pushed off on Howell Neto, maybe he didn't, but Howell Neto went flying <laughs> uh, uh, somehow when he was guarding Gary Trent. I, I've, I've watched this play like 50 times already because I just love it. But like by the letter of the law, it's probably a push off and an offensive foul, right? But A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. But if Howell Neto doesn't go flying and just sticks with like disciplined defense, he's probably going to get a little bit of a hand in, in – transfer like i'm saying it's a really really bad play by neto to flop like that and give him such an open shot like he's trying to sell a call that may or may not get made because it's it really wasn't much he, he extended his arm probably a foul but to go flying and give him a wide open shot to me is just a bad defensive play like i'd rather have a hand up than rely on the refs to make that call so mm-hmm. i think that's that's pretty bad great shot by gary trent but it was wide open so. yeah yeah um so now Gary Trent, after they lost, let's see, his one, two, three, four, his first four games. But in so in the last three games, he had a 31-point game. Last game against the Warriors when they won by 53, he had 24, but he had the highest plus-minus in the history of the franchise, plus 54. And That's then, when they won. <laughs> Absolutely they murdered won the Warriors. And then – Tonight he has a game-winning buzzer beater three, and it you gotta you gotta already start to question like, did they win that trade? Because you know when the trade to pay, they're not gonna have to pay Gary Trent 
20 million a year. And he, again, like it's not like Norm Powell's a good player and actually Norm Powell's playing well for Portland and they're four and one, five and one since they traded for Norm Powell. And he's averaging like 15 a game or so for them. But is it like, is it, is it that much better than what Gary Trent could have given you? And you're going to have to pay him a, a buttload more money. Right. Well, the second the trade happened, you said you're basically trading for another Norm Powell. I said you're trading an expensive, one expensive Norm Powell for two two cheap Norm Powells. Yeah. And so, and Gary Trent steps right in and picks up on the awesome production you got from Norm Powell, which tells you Norm Powell was, his production was more a product of opportunity than, uh, you know, like they're just similar players. They're such similar players. So. Right. And then, so what did he shoot tonight? Tonight he shot two of six from three. So he's like, he's shooting like above over the, like the, Oh no, this is Norm Powell. Gary Trent shooting like above 50% from three over the past four games now for Toronto. I mean, this team stinks. They, they beat the wizard who are all, who also obviously stink, but it's just like, uh, He's he's doing the same exact thing Norm Powell was doing when Norm Powell got traded, putting up huge numbers on a team that's in a really weird situation. And as far as the Wizards go, I feel bad for a lot of these shitty teams like Orlando, Cleveland, OKC, Detroit, because just watch out. Wizards are going to have the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Just wait. Just watch. It's, it's how it works. They're just going to throw it. Wow. Very they, confident. I was, they look at where look at the standings right now. I mean, just look at the NBA standings. They, you have Minnesota, who we'll talk about in a second, and Houston, who are by far the two worst. Detroit can't seem to tank correctly because they just keep winning games. They have fifteen wins, and then it's Orlando, and then Orlando and Washington. Washington is the fifth worst record in the NBA right now. We know that the the lottery is rigged. It's not going to Minnesota again. So you're hundred percent. You believe the lottery is rigged. No, I, I'll t- I, I do think that I, I do think sometimes it's rigged. I don't okay, think that okay, it yeah, necessarily rigged every year. So they, but pick I, their do spots. Think, I, I do think, I do think, I do think that if there is a, if there is a need to boost a franchise that it, and I, I am not a conspiracy theory guy, but I've always felt this way about the lottery that it's too coincidental sometimes that yeah. there's just this one franchise that needs this boost. It desperately needs a boost and they get the, they get it. And not that obviously like Houston needs a boost more than anybody, but I will say this. The last time I can remember a scenario like this, where a team desperately needed a boost was when we won seven games trying to get Anthony Davis and then the Pelicans got the first pick and we got the second pick in Charlotte. It just, it just, the Pelicans were owned by league. They needed to sell the team. Like things happen. <laughs> yeah. Weird things happen with the lottery. Washington has lost four in a row. And now they have the fifth worst record. They could easily have a worse record by the end of the year. If Brad Beal keeps not playing, just saying for all these shitty teams, watch out. You're it's going to be, I'm, but again, this might be the year where it doesn't matter because all these guys are supposed to be pretty mm-hmm. good. Well, we have to bookmark this episode because if come lottery night, if they win it, this will be a good thing to draw on. Yeah. And or when just, they win it. I just don't get some of these, like, well, I mean, OKC is now starting to do their best to try to get back to that spot. But some of these teams, like Cleveland, OKC, that just keep winning games. 
was like, what are you guys doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. The Rockets uh, are doing it right. I don't think the Rockets are going to win very well. The Rockets, <laughs> the Rockets just don't have. They're they're just they're just an they're awful team. Ones. They're yeah. just an awful team. Um, Minnesota though might be so. D'Angelo Russell came back tonight, which is cool for them. Um, he played pretty good. They beat Sacramento, who I feel like just last week we were talking about how they turned things around and they're one of the hottest teams in the league. Now I think they've lost four or five in a row now. I don't think they've won since we said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, beat the, I don't, Spurs. they I, beat the Spurs on the, the first leg of the Spurs and then they got stomped by the Spurs the next night. And yeah, I actually think you're right. I don't think they have won a game since we said yeah. that. They lost to the Lakers without LeBron and AD. Like it's they got back to being the Kings this yeah. week. I just say, like, I'm watching a little bit of Minnesota tonight. Um, they're one of the most fun, worst teams in the NBA in a while. Yeah, is that I, is that make I, sense? Record like their record so awful, but this is not like a 13 and 38 quality team. You know they're. And I totally agree with you. They're really fun to watch. Uh, just when they played the Sixers the other night, it's just they're exciting and so damn talented. They're just young. D'Angelo Russell played twenty, had twenty five points in twenty five minutes mm-hmm. in his first game back. He, I feel like, is going to be whether it's like the re- remainder of this year or next year, he's going to quickly become one of the most underrated players in the league, just because people have forgotten the talent because of all the time he's missed. Yeah, he's going to help Anthony Edwards too. It just takes a lot of pressure off of Edwards as a scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big, that's a really good trio. D'Lo, at least from an offensive talent standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns is at his talent. They just got a lot of other like fun young players. Yep. They've got um, some more punch. Like I like Malik Beasley a lot. And Jaden Beasley's, Beasley's out four to six weeks. Yeah. I just mean, look, I'm looking at next year for them, but. Jaden McDaniels has been has been a really good player for them this year too, solid yeah. player. Yeah. Well, they just they can't. They're another team again, just like every other team. But their announcers talked about it. They can't stay healthy. It's like or yeah. something always happens. So they get D'Lo back, Beasley's hurt, and the kid, um, Jalen no, no, Norvell or Noel or the, the, there was another guard who's been playing good for them, young guy. Who's out Make now? Are also yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just don't. Yeah, Jalen no- Noel. Yeah, Noel. Like he's out now, so they just can't stay healthy either. But they're fun either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, when Anthony Edwards is on the court, they're fun. You know, he's that type of player. He's just fun to watch. Yep. And then Cat is just a beast. He is. He is. He just like. I do wonder. They're really talented. I don't know what the upside is. Could that that well, could those three be the core for a championship team? Just, only if they buy in defensively, right? I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they obviously need to put some other pieces around them, but they're a long way to go. But they're fun at the very least. Anthony Edwards just makes them much more likable and more fun. Mm-hmm. So that's good for that. I guess it's good for them. You don't want to see them win a ton of games, but also Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, heads up battle. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. Ed, Anthony Edwards gets the best of Tyrese Halliburton tonight. It's good. Good for Anthony Edwards. Halliburton's numbers—they're fine. They're good, but they're not—they're not great. You know, it's just he's been so steady. Yeah, but well, and this team has—it's so—they're so up and down. It's right. Hard to know what what's going to happen with them. 
Hassan Whiteside's gotten more minutes, so that's probably an issue. Yeah, part of why they stink again. He played 13 minutes, so that's bad coaching, man. That's like so bad. Well, there's so many. I mean, Luke Walton is. uh, People are just. I would say like, people are crushing Steve Kerr at the moment, and part of the argument that I keep seeing is. Luke Walton, who is widely regarded as one of the worst coaches in the NBA, went 39 and four with the Warriors roster when Steve Kerr was out as like an argument for why Steve Kerr is not actually a very good coach. I think mm-hmm. it's bullshit like that. People are just crushing Kerr already right. on one bad year. Yeah, I mean, but, he, that, 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 playoffs. but that argument is a hard argument. That's hard. to It is hard to argue with right now. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, just. Luke Walton is a very bad coach. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Walton is a bad coach. I don't understand how he still has a job. So it's hard to argue against them, him being 39 and four with that team. If you have an argument against Steve or more of an argument for Steve Kerr's a product of the roster, not necessarily the other way around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody necessarily argues, but to say in a year like this, after all the stuff that that team's going through, that, yeah, like, I wouldn't say he's a bad coach. Totally write him off as a And again, this is where like these guys, these ESPN NBA analysts are fucking joke. They, they get, they have too much influence. Like Kendrick Perkins tweeted that the other day. He tweet, he literally tweeted like, I'm not, I'm, I'm starting to question whether Steve Kerr is a good coach. And then that'll and get then all people, the like, casuals and, that shit. Yeah, yeah. in Oakland all fired up. Yeah, it's terrible. The casuals in Oakland. Fucking casuals. If you win three championships, you're just not, you're a good coach. Like, you are a good coach, objectively. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. A couple more games left to go through. Uh, Dallas, they're rolling right now. Dallas beat Utah 113-103. I was telling you, like, I kind of, I was watching this game and I kind of fell asleep during the second quarter, just like dozed off. And then I woke up like in the middle of the third quarter and I'm pretty sure I don't think I, I don't think Dallas missed a three the rest of the game when I turned it back on. And wow. that might be, that's obviously exaggerating a little bit, but I don't remember seeing them miss a three. Once I turned the game back on, it was nuts. This was like one of those games where maybe Dallas is playing better right now. Maybe Utah had a night, but no, no team, in the NBA probably could have beat Dallas in the second half. And Utah only scored 103 points. So obviously Dallas played a good all around game. The way they shot the ball in the second half is like, no one's beat. No one could beat them. It's just one of those nights. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. 
Josh Richardson five for five is is really nice to see. The number I know, like it's a good win, so I shouldn't be harping on this, but like Maxi Kleba, his this line is like a joke to begin. I just feel like if they could upgrade that spot, I know Porzingis is out, but I just mean in terms of he's out for a while too. A limited bit, like a big that's going to give you twenty to twenty five minutes. I Maxi Kleba stinks. I'm there. I think he's absolutely. He's just he stinks. <laughs> well, they got um, that guy Melly from New Orleans in the JJ Reddick trade. Who yeah, he was who, 0 for seven tonight. Who actually so. hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Melly hasn't played for, or uh, JJ hasn't played for them yet either. That's they shot forty-seven percent. They shot forty-seven percent. They have they have two the two power forwards tonight played a combined sixty-six minutes and didn't score. That's incredible, actually. <laughs> how about and how about this? Here's what I don't understand, and I will I won't question Rick Carlisle because he is a great coach. The other night, Porzingis didn't play, and Boban started. Boban had like uh, like. 15 and 14 double double and it didn't play tonight against Rudy Gobert. That's especially weird tonight because it seems like a better matchup than most because Gobert is not that mobile, you know? So, well, I guess maybe to put Gobert in pick and rolls, like have a more athletic player, bring him away from the basket. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, but they, but they also went 23 of 49 from three. So what a, (laughs) whatever they won the game. So, Again, I every time I see this now, I'm like, is Luca playing his way back in MVP? It's hard to. I mean, his numbers are sick, and we that was never the issue. Like he was never having a bad year statistically. Yep. It's just that his team was underachieving. So depending on how far they climb, absolutely, absolutely, I mean, because they're not far from from Portland. If and Damian Lillard to me is rightfully in the MVP conversation, right? So if the Mavericks hop them, Luca's got to be in there too. He has to be. Their numbers yeah. are not far apart. Well, I mean, they're two and a half games. Shit, they're not. They're, they're two, two and a half. They're three games from Denver right now. Right. They're two and right. a half from the Lakers who are going to keep losing games. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they're in a good spot. Um, and and they're also – they've won five in a row. Uh, the Suns are about to beat the Rockets. The Suns will continue to have the – will now have the longest win streak, current win streak at six in a row. But – like we just we talk about this play and stuff, right? I don't see Dallas slowing down anytime. Like I, I could see them going on a big run here to try to get at least to that sixth spot so they don't have to play in that play. I could see the Lakers being the plan. And also, by the way, we were talking about the Lakers, like those top four teams being getting boned by Lakers. Any like they're either so here's the deal: those top four teams are gonna have to play the Lakers, the Blazers, and the Mavericks in the first round, and then potentially Golden State if Golden State gets their shit together. And if not, it's going to be Memphis or San Antonio, which is not an easy series. But right. you're, it's just you're probably it, yeah, that's a far cry from whatever the top seeds in the East are going to have to deal with, you know? like It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, like we saw what Dallas – Dallas won two games last year against the Clippers in the first round with Luka on a bum ankle. And no Porzingis for, yeah. for some of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the West the West playoffs are going to be pretty wild. Going to be pretty fun. Oh, going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually intrigued at what Luca's MVP odds right now because that the West is so tight that that actually looks like a legitimate value bet depending on his odds right now. Yeah, I just don't know with 20 games left if he can pick up. He's on on the MVP tracker on Basketball Reference. He's ninth. 
It's crazy to me. Well, it's not crazy to me. I just mean it's so tight that like that could swing in two weeks easily. But they also they also have Harden and Kyrie ahead of him. So obviously that can't happen. Like they both can't be that high. And they have Kawhi fourth, which is who's that? Who's got Kawhi fourth? It's basketball reference does that. Oh, oh like their, their formula. MVP, their MVP tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I guess Ka- Kawhi is having a good year and they have a good record, but he ain't getting it. That's just not happening. Yeah. So, um, and we were talking about lottery teams. So Detroit won 132-108 and Cleveland beat the Spurs 125-101. I just don't, you know, you're not going to tell a team to lose, but I guess these are all bad wins when you win these games. Detroit, at least, I mean, they're playing OKC, who has seemed to seems to have fully bought in on the, it's time to tank the fuck out of this season. They're well, just this getting... roster, I literally, I literally don't know who Jalen Horde is. He got 22 minutes. Um, yeah, it's crazy the guys that are that are getting minutes for them. So I mean, yeah, this is kind of more of what we expected the Thunder to be at the beginning of the year. Um, but Shea was so damn good, and and Horford was solid, and so they're winning. Yeah, games I, I guess you also you got to give credit to like Shea, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's crazy. I mean, that, that guy is so legit. It's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Right now, there's two guys in this lineup whose name I can't pronounce. And then a bunch of guys I haven't heard of. So it's. I think I might try to net, get the uh, the guy, one of the guys from the OKC podcast on next week. Be interested to hear their thoughts on this. Yeah, that could be good. I, I would be, be careful though, about your prestige. I, I was just going to say, I would be nervous about because of my, how much I just don't really like Sam Presti to like. Mm-hmm. Where would the conversation go? Right, you'd have to. Maybe I would just be. Maybe I would just be like, "Hey, convince me that Sam Presti is as good as everyone says he is, and just let him go." That would be a good episode because I don't think he would convince you, but it would lead to some good discussion. Yeah, Um, but yeah, yeah. What else? What what else? What else is there to say? I know my guy Laz is probably not super happy that the Pistons win another game. but again, they they're they they're uncovering some gems. The the wing potential, and they're on still this team and they still crazy. have the third worst record. So right. they're still right in that range where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So look, look at look, the wings under I would say twenty three years old that scored in double digits tonight. You've got Hamadou Diallo, Seiko Demboya. I'm not even gonna I think it's Seiko Demboya. Yeah, Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, like. Yeah. The potential is there to be to be deadly. Jeremy Grant's twenty seven, but he's not under twenty five. But you get the point. All right, last game that just went final. Phoenix beat the Rockets one thirty three one thirty. Good showing for the Rockets mm-hmm. playing competitive basketball. Kelly Olynyk continues to just ball the fuck out for the Rockets. How many threes did he take tonight? Oh, he only okay. took three. He went three for three. He did get twenty one points. Him and Christian Wood making a dynamic front court duo for the Rockets. Mm. Um, my biggest thing from this game is I wish these goddamn local announcers would take some responsibility for how bad they are. Yeah, you were pretty fired up at, the, at one nugget in here. Well, Chris Paul gets an assist in this game. By the way, Chris Paul, who was on the Rockets not that long ago, the Rockets announcer, he gets an assist and he goes, Chris Paul is now one assist away from 500 for his career. 
I mean, sure. guy. I mean, guy. He had six hundred in his rookie season. He had five, he had five hundred with the Rockets when you were there. He's the sixth leading in assists in NBA history. He has over ten thousand assists. Like, okay, you said it. Correct yourself. What could somebody he possibly meant. I don't know. What, I don't know. I have no idea what what it, that is. Was that's all I could think was. What is this guy even? What is he even talking about? Like, what could he possibly be talking about? Is he close to five hundred? Anything? Like, I was just thinking he has the wrong stat. I don't know. You guys, guys, clown. It was terrible. That was my only takeaway from this game because what, take is, what, what just, is there to what is there to say about? Yeah, Houston this, this is a little too close for comfort for Phoenix, but they are really good. I just love watching their bench and their role players like um, Cam Johnson, Saric, Dario. A strong, strong game from Dario tonight. Oh, for six with one point, but. He does the things that don't the show worst, up in the box. Probably the wor- worst game he's had in a while because he's been such playing, a cop out to be. Like, he does what he his he contributed outside of the box. Yeah, he's a know? real uh, real guy's a he's a workhorse. He's yeah, a glue he's guy. Got, yeah, he got first in first out. Real gym rat. He's <laughs> yeah. a gym rat. Uh, although I've never heard that said about a European player. No, I mean that's usually reserved for white Americans. Jim gym rat. Short. Hard, yeah. hard, hard worker. First in, first out. It's literally TJ McConnell. You're just yeah. describing. No, TJ I'm saying McConnell. like those are all like the buzzwords. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guy just head head in the head just head in the playbook. Co- co- coach on the bench. Basketball IQ is off the charts. Yeah, guy got a basketball IQ oh, through the roof. Mensa level. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I, it's too close for comfort, but. Yeah, totally. This is gonna DeAndre happen. Ayton looked good. DeAndre Ayton looked good he's, offensively. Twenty-seven. He's, been, he's yeah. He's. I told you. I've done a. I've done a one eighty on the kid. Mm-hmm. He looks he's good. And it's something about. Hook. I think it's playing with Chris Paul helps. Yeah. He's yeah. got this mini hook where if like if he's in there against a small lineup and he's posted against a guy significantly smaller, like this mini hook is deadly. I mean, he he will he'll abuse your defense if you're trying to go small against them, which is crazy. I didn't think I'd be saying that about DeAndre Ayton. At this point yeah. in the season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we wrap up, there's two things actually to talk about. One is the rules thing. One is I should, I'm, I'm glad I just got, I got a text from Brian, friend of the show, Brian. What's up, Brian? Uh, that because there's, that is something interesting that happened in involving the NBA and college basketball was Darvin Ham was up for the Texas tech job and turned it down to stay in the NBA which leads to the speculation from a lot of people that Darvin Ham thinks that Budenholzer is eventually going to get fired and he's going to have a chance because he's on mm-hmm. Budenholzer's staff. Right. Which I think is pretty interesting because Darvin Ham's a guy who has been with Budenholzer. I think he was with him in Atlanta. And he's a guy who over the years continue has constantly been a, oh, he'll get a head coaching job at some point. Somebody will give him a chance. And he's one of those guys who still has never really gotten a shot. So similar to like Patrick Ewing, who coached as an assistant for years, and then he went to college. Or a lot of guys that don't get shots, they go to college now, turned down. I think he played at – I believe he played at Texas Tech. Oh, okay. So that would be the big draw. I was going to say like a Texas Tech job like that will Texas be Tech's there. a good job, dude. No, I know. I'm just saying, but that type of job, that level of job yeah, will, he, he, will he, be there for him. Yeah, he but, played – he played – 
He played at Texas Tech. I'm just saying, making that jump, and then Bud does get the axe after they don't make the conference finals. He may have shot himself in the foot if that's right. what he wants, you know. So, yeah. Well, it turned down the job at. I don't know. I, I, I let's see. I don't know if he turned. Whatever. Either way, he's staying in the NBA. So he Brian's not the first one that I've heard seen heard say that. I've seen a few other people on the on the Twitter speculate that, but it is interesting. Definitely. Like is is he sticking around? Because well, there's no doubt, but he knows that there, they... there's another early exit away from him potentially being yeah. head coach. Yeah, and I wonder, you know, if is it possible that there's background conversations going on? Just like, just stick around, mm-hmm. just like ride it out. Like his even his agent is maybe because agents know this shit too, right? Like, yeah, is his agent like, ah, dude, I think you really got a shot at this job. Mm-hmm. If, like, look if, at the net. <laughs> We're not yeah. beating the Nets this year, so yeah, yeah. Like we lost four one last year, and we're not, and we're better, but how much better? Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. exactly. What he, he listened to the podcast. Yeah. Darvin Ham's agent listened to this podcast and gave this guy a call yeah. immediately. Any anything is possible. Anything is possible. By the way, NCAA, the NCAA, like March Madness, they they did. Uh, it's kind of like NBA. Remember the show, like NBA Desktop. It won. It was like guys like it's like one of the first like Twitter NBA, like it was a big Twitter NBA show. They like watched games and like did live reaction and stuff. They're doing it on the March madness Twitter account. And it's Adam Lefko, Brennan Haywood, and some other, like a former coach. I can't, I think it looks like maybe Andy Kennedy or somebody pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty good. That's cool. I like Brennan. Like, Haywood. He's pretty good. It's just them like watching the game and reacting as the game's going on. But then they had Zach Collins on who played at Gonzaga and Zach Collins was seven seconds behind them. So oh, it was, wow. It was brutal. What a nightmare for, I guess there's a producer in someone's ear. Yeah, it's just no. like, this is all kinds of But they, they, they went, but it was actually pretty, pretty funny because they just, they like went through it live on the air. Mm-hmm. Like they figured it out. Li- like they were reacting and then Zach was reacting like a couple seconds later. It was kind of like what we do on this show. Yeah. When we're watching games and reacting and like, I'm like, don't say anything. Cause you're usually always ahead of me. <laughs> um, they're like, oh yeah, I think you're ahead. And Zach's like, no, I think you're ahead. Like, I'm ahead. That's pretty like, funny. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, all right. Last thing. Shams Sharania of the Athletic. I lost the tweet now, but he uh he put out a couple of tweets earlier that would are very, very interesting for Alex. For everybody, but for Alex in particular, because he's very passionate about that. I'm gonna read the tweets. Sources. NBA competition committee is considering potential modifications for 2021-22, such as evaluating whether to recommend to the board of governors to modify coaches challenge by either awarding a second challenge if successful or ensuring the team keeps timeout in a successful challenge. That's the first one. Second one sources said the NBA competition committee is also evaluating playing rules and interpretation of rules regarding unnatural shooting motions in connection with perimeter jump shots and on-ball screens and the principle of verticality. Mm, mm, chef's kiss. I think Alex just, oh, oh that's something. Something happened. Uh, I mentioned both of these things. I'm almost certain in the first week of the history of this podcast, both <laughs> things separately I brought up almost instantly. But because we started the show. Curious. Because we, start, we started the show in the playoffs where it was so, it was so much more apparent because we were everyone was watching the same so because in the playoffs everyone on the planet is watching one game Mm -hmm. so if it happens 
everyone on the planet is freaking out about it. So it's so much more like, it's not like you're missing it on a random OKC uh, Detroit game. Yeah. But yes, you no. did. You brought it up almost instantly. I mean, probably the first episode. I think so. We'll have to check the tape, but the one thing, so the first thing is an absolute no brainer that if you win a challenge, you get another challenge. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's just basic logic. Like why, if you prove the refs wrong, can you not do it again? The second one to me is going to be insanely difficult to enforce. Like it's just going to be so tough to, to put that on the refs as well, because guys are out there trying to fool them, but sometimes, you know, you're taking an off balance shot and you do need um, an area to land. So that one's very tricky. They're going to have to, I don't know how they're going to make progress on that, but yeah, I don't I'm know. Excited. I don't think anybody understands it. It's just such a hard, it's just, you know, when you see it, when it's not right, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like that was, that was bullshit, but some, but it's just going to be hard to, to enforce. But I guess my, for the challenge one, awarding a second challenge, but like, what does that mean? So does that mean if they use the second challenge and they win, then they don't have another challenge. Right. I mean, yeah, that in the NFL, I believe it is just, you get two you, challenges. Well, no, if you get, if you win both, you get a third and it's just, you get as sure? many. Yeah. You get as many until you get it wrong. It's just super rare to win two challenges. Are you sure about that? Uh, that was the rule at some point. I can, I'm not a, I listen, I'm not claiming to be an NFL. You want me guy, to look it up? You want me to look it up right I'd now? I'd like you to look that up because I think that's wrong. I think you get two challenges and that's it. And you, but you, and I, you think you get two challenges, but you have to have timeouts to use them. The coach successfully challenges twice. He gets a third challenge. Now let's see if that extends to a fourth. No fourth challenges ever. Okay. All right. So, okay. I was half wrong, half right. Okay. So you do get a third if you get both right. So they're potentially, so for this, they're going, you get one. And if you get it right, you get a second one and then that's it. In the, would, this yeah, is then, what, uh, so according to what Shams is tweet right. now, obviously none of this, th- this is potentially recommending modifications. Mm-hmm. So it I would still don't to, agree with if you keep getting them right, you should, I mean, you should still be able to do it. And, I don't know. I think, I don't think you can give, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't think you could give unlimited challenges. I do think well, there are only part there. of the modifications to the challenge is they have to have an automatic trigger at some point. Like, like in the NFL where every scoring play gets – And every reviewed. turnover. Yeah. I think like it, it, at the end of a game, if there's three seconds left and the game's tied and it's a foul that leads to shots that could win a game, there should be a review. Mm-hmm. It should automatically trigger a review if there's a foul call that can affect the outcome of the game. I, I, yeah, I would like that if the the time, like like you said, fifteen seconds or something, something or, very. I just like last. Yeah. I think they could do like a time and score. Like I think mm-hmm. they could do last minute within a possession, you know, or yeah. last two minutes if the game's within a possession and it could impact tying or or the lead changing. It could get triggered or last minute, maybe not. You yeah, know, probably, yeah. It doesn't I'd have be to be. It doesn't have to be crazy, but there should be some type of automatic trigger because there it happens a lot now. Yeah. Like, I think it was the uh, that Knicks Nets game a couple weeks ago where it was just like there had to be a review. There had to be a review. I don't remember what it was. There was absolutely it was either a fat a no call yeah, well, or it's a, the play that Julius Randle almost beat the right, shit out exactly. of the ref. Right. So like and in that situation, there's got to be a scenario where even Secaucus or their locate you know can call down and be like, all right, we're reviewing this play. I know they don't want to like 
make the games longer, but if you're going to make the game fair and you're going to have replay, you should, you should unleash like the full potential of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like that. The aspect of the last minute thing. That's pretty good. Uh, But it's a step in the right direction that they're listening to the podcast and taking your advice Mm -hmm. and trying to change Something's got to change because that shit, I mean, we're going to go through it this year again in the playoffs. Like the, the amount of times is here's it. Look, I think as long as you've been saying this, I've also been saying it's never going to be right. Like it's never going to be right. Yeah. You can make as many, you can make a million rules. Uh, You could have unlimited replays. You could have an automatic trigger in the last minute and all this shit. One team's going to be happy. And one team's going to say that the fucking rules are stupid. So it's true too. So it's, it's a no win situation, but they do need to keep evolving. Yeah. They, they they're in a keep... position. Yeah. They're in a position now where there are positive steps to take, but yeah, you're, right. you're never going to get to ultimately one team is going to be pissed. And one team, one team is going to be like, Oh, I love the rules. And one team is going to be like, well, yeah, change these rules are stupid. It shouldn't be an automatic trigger. Like why is there a review there? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it doesn't benefit their team. So yeah, it's never going to be perfect, but it's good that they're trying. They got to try. And mm-hmm. it's that. There's, it's been a couple of years now that they've had review, so they got to keep tweaking it. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga is still getting kind of ham-fisted right now. So I guess I'm going to go watch the end of this. I don't okay. know. Is it even within shouting? Oh, they're down. They're down 11, 11. with 13. Oh, it's nothing. 14 minutes left. Yeah, I know, but Baylor. That three ball is a jump. Sh- it's just an easy jumper for me. Like, I mean. Yeah, but Baylor's been sort of just can totally in control i do forget when i like watching college basketball how like these kids and it's because they're in college i think and because they think they're like the shit because they're playing college basketball some of these kids just look so goofy yeah oh yeah they look so damn goofy and then if they go to the nba they're not going to look that way it's like something you Except, can't unless get you're kelly olenic no but i mean like like this guy Tim, timmy or whatever that's on gonzaga who i think will be in the pros he just has like this absurd mustache. Like the Fu Manchu thing. Yeah. The Fu Manchu with the headband and the like that shit. He ain't going to keep that shit if he goes. No. Leave. Yeah. He'll get once it. he's rich, yeah. once he's rich and he's out there like in, in public, mm-hmm. the guys can get rid of that shit. He's going to be a clean cut. Yeah. Or this other kid, there's a, I don't know if he's any good, but there's a kid right now on Baylor who looks like he was born in the backwoods of Waco, Texas <laughs> with, his, his with, the, with the mullet that he's rocking right now. I mean, it is who Butler, I'm guessing. What's no, the, no, no. The white guy. The, there's only I one. I don't know white any guy. of these guys. Yeah, I know. But there's only one white guy I'm, on the floor for I'm Baylor right now. Looking at the box score, though. <laughs> oh, I thought you were watching the game. Number 24 for Baylor. Let me see this asshole. They're up by 16 now. Oh, it's got to be flat. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I haven't seen them turn around. I oh, Matthew that. Mayer. That's got it. Oh, my God. No way. That's his not his name. name is Matthew, Matthew Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's it. Oh, no one listening will get that, but that's the name of someone that Alex and I used to work with. Who also might have been born in the backwoods <laughs> of Waco, Texas. I don't know. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Later. Later.